1: In this episode of Footsteps to Heaven, I want to introduce to you a really special young man. He's an entrepreneur who has dedicated his skills for, uh, for the service of Christ. But before I get into that, I just want to encourage everyone to be sure to like this episode because uh, every time you like the episode, the more likes we get, the more other people are going to be drawn into watching it as well. And if you haven't done it yet, be sure to subscribe to this channel. Now I would like to introduce to you Will Detheridge. He is the founder of Catholics for Hire. Welcome, Will.
2: Thanks so much for having me on the show, Terry. And thank you very much for everything that you do for the Catholic community.
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks. Do you recall how we how we came across each other, how we found each other? I think it might have been through LinkedIn.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it might have been over LinkedIn. And uh, you were requesting a few a bit of help with uh, a couple of your websites. We know you've got several of those that you're uh, running with uh, Good News uh, Ministries. Uh, so yeah, I think it was over LinkedIn, got a good social media presence out there. And you know, we just started working with each other and collaborating a lot.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that, that really excited me about um, being in touch with you and and learning about you and becoming friends with you is, is the fact that you have such a heart for Christ. And so tell me your, your company is called Catholics for Hire. So obviously Catholicism is a very important part of this.
2: Why Catholics for Hire? That's a great question. So, I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and it's a very interesting part of the country to grow up Catholic. Uh, You see, there's a lot of people in my generation and uh, older generations as well, um, but especially mine, who've been struggling with the faith. Many are leaving the faith. And, you know, growing up in a good Catholic household, I asked myself, why exactly is that the case? And what I found to be the most common answer was that a lot of young people just aren't attracted to the way that Catholicism is presented to them, right? We have all these incredible advanced media avenues that we could be using to evangelize videos, podcasts, websites, etc. But the church in many ways has been pretty far behind. In those uh you know a- avenues, and you know recently uh there have been some great strides. I know there's a lot of evangelists out there like uh, Bishop Barron, uh who are doing an excellent job for sure. But growing up, there really wasn't much, right? And there especially weren't a lot of ministries, companies, and organizations who were spearheaded by young people. You know who better to evangelize and spread the good news of Christ than people to other people in my generation than we ourselves right so i had a bit of a passion for digital marketing and i would you know run blogs and video series and websites dedicated to catholicism and evangelization but then i started volunteering for parishes speakers and pro catholic organizations and that volunteering turned into some paid work and that paid work turned into internships by my junior or senior year of college, I had about a dozen different things I was juggling at the same time. And I started to think, well, I could keep a lot of this work to myself, or maybe I could do something a bit more sustainable, right? Initially, I thought I'd uh, enter the workforce in a traditional nine to five office setting. Uh, The COVID-19 pandemic hit and took pretty much all job prospects away except for graduate school in theology, which I ended up going through with. And while I was in graduate school, I decided, you know, this is a great transitional time in my life to lay the groundwork for turning all those internships and jobs I had in digital marketing in the Catholic world and maybe training other young Catholics how to do it as well, right? Helping them with leadership, management, etc. So Catholics for Hire was born out of that. So we, we just turned two years old and uh, it, it's been an incredible journey. It's lots of young people working in a uh, digital marketing for Catholic and Catholic friendly organizations across the country.
1: So, and I take it you're always open. You're still open for new people joining so that anybody yes. watching this podcast or listening to it, um, if they're interested in joining or getting some work through Catholics for Hire, how do they go about doing that?
2: Good question. So, our email address is Catholics for Hire at gmail.com, and our website is Catholicsforhire.com. That's Catholics for F O R com, And we are always looking for people to help and people to help us grow. You know, our mission is twofold. One thing I noticed growing up was that digital marketing services, generally speaking, but especially, unfortunately, in religious circles, tend to be, uh, you know, the prices tend to be inflated. And the experts in them, their skills are a bit outdated in many respects. You know, someone who earned their, a uh, bachelor's or MA in computer science in the 90s doesn't really know how to use the modern software or equipment to do an adequate job today right as i said before well who better to handle these kinds of jobs than people born into the digital age themselves my generation right so we're able because we don't have people who've you know been in the game for decades and decades we do have some very experienced people for sure but you don't have to pay like $200 an hour or $50,000 for a website or anything like that. It's a lot of young people who this is second nature to us, you know. So that's one aspect, giving a good quality product for a minimal price, right? And the other half is giving young people that crucial experience in digital marketing. Like I said, web development, videos, podcasts, graphic design, If it's digital, we do it. And not just for Catholic organizations, but what we call Catholic-friendly organizations as well. So, you know, that's the kind of work we do. And whether you're someone who's interested in our services or you're someone who wants to help us out in our mission, yeah, CatholicsForHire.com or CatholicsForHire at gmail.com. Great ways to reach us. Well, that's...
1: Thank you for that, and I thank you for your passion. You are definitely a passionate young man, passionate for the digital work and and for networking, and also passionate for Christ. Uh, how did you avoid, as you were going through your teenage years and, and entering young adulthood, how did you avoid the traps that so many other people your age have fallen into? And one of the reasons why I'm asking this question is that uh, there are a lot of followers of good news ministries who have adult children, your age, maybe it's maybe somewhat older, but you know, in your basic generation, who have not only stopped going to church, but they've become very anti-church and very anti-Christian and just break the parents' hearts so much with that. And, and uh, you know, so we're always praying for those people, but what's the secret? How did you end up avoiding the traps that these other young people fell into? And second part of that question is what would you recommend how could we reach how could we good news ministries and you know other ministries that uh, that people who are listening to this might might have themselves um, or maybe even how parents could invite people to church and and be effective there's things that the church has that the beautiful music, the beautiful art, the there's so much beauty to the church that's just um just not part of the evangelization efforts and so what what's your story? How did you avoid those traps, and what would you recommend?
2: No that's a good question because you know growing up i I just saw you know dropping like well people you know, my peers just dropping like flies from the faith. And I I think there were several things about the, you know, it's by the grace of God, as all good things are, that I was able to find my faith strengthened over the years. But I'd say there were three very crucial components to that. It'll kind of blur both questions together because I think it translates into some Uh, practical advice for uh, parents uh, facing that with their children or loved ones. And the first one, you know, is, is just that, you know, having good, stable parents involved in your life. Every aspect of my success as a Catholic and as a business owner, if I didn't grow up, in a household with a loving mother and a loving father, there's no way I could have done it. You know, It starts with the parenting and it starts with the relationship between the parents. I got my bachelor's in politics and theology from the Catholic University of America. I got my master's in historical systematic theology as well. I um had a bit of a concentration in social science for a bit as well. I am very uh, painfully aware of how crucial a strong foundation, the family is, you know, so that that's huge, you know, a a good relationship between a mother and a father makes or breaks a kid. And that is something I will always be grateful till the day I I die that my parents gave me.
1: Yeah, you are proof that the family is such an important and essential foundation of a healthy society. And, and we're just, so lacking today, and we need to we need to do whatever we can to uh, strengthen families, which is part yeah. of the mission of Good News Ministries.
2: Yes, yes. Um, you know, and again, I appreciate all the resources that you take the time to make to encourage that. You know, you're doing an amazing job there. And the second part kind of bleeds uh, into that, right? Uh, you know, a huge part of raising kids is you know there has to be a good relationship between. Uh, mother and father like that, Uh, and it it leads into the example they can set for their children. I'm a huge believer, especially in a multicultural and very religiously diverse society, um, you know, like the United States, much of Western Europe today. It is crucial that we follow St. Francis's advice of preaching the gospel through our actions, using words only when necessary, right? I mean, of course, theology is important. I studied it for a long time. But when someone's falling away from the faith, it's usually because there was an experience or like they see other people who are claiming to live the faith. Often they are Pharisaic. Sometimes they are, you know, they're using it as a security blanket. And they don't really see the true benefits of people who can authentically embrace Christ's message. Christ's message is liberating. It gives us joy. It gives us happiness. And yes, of course, there are rules, there are laws, there is order to everything, but no one's going to listen to that if you just bash them over the head with a catechism or with uh, Thomas Aquinas uh, or any philosophical or theological argument you can think of, it has to start with seeing how the light of Christ shines through you as a person. And I think that's a mistake, you know, no offense to a lot of parents that I know that I, I see them make is they'll sit their kids down and let's say, you can't do this. You can't do that. You, and, and they, it, you know, the faith comes across as rigid as constricting and as, and not just
1: from parents, uh, yeah. but from the catechists mm-hmm. that the kids yes. have grown up with. Uh, my husband, Ralph, has taught you know, confirmation classes and other religious education classes. And he likes to, uh, usually in the first session, start out with an apology for all the catechists that came before him that did not come across as authentically alive in the faith, but were just giving them book learning and canned answers teaching them the canned answers yeah
2: no, that's beautiful I, you know i, I think I, I think that's incredible that, that he does that and it, it's something that as parents and as, as theologians as catechists as priests that all catholics have to be aware of is the amount of stigma earned or not earned that the church has. It's not something we can avoid. And it kind of leads to the third and final thing that I think helped me a lot is we need to encourage, not prohibit young Catholics from asking questions. They need to feel comfortable and they need to feel encouraged to ask questions and seek answers for them. You know, uh, the best theology I mean, uh, Thomas Aquinas, his entire exercise in theology, uh, you know, which in many ways we take for granted today, was all about pursuing understanding, all about asking questions, and based on those answers, seeking more questions. That forms your understanding. And there are so many young people in this day and age because we have access to so many resources and uh, so many educational materials. You can learn so much about so many things out there and to be told to uh either stop questioning things Mm. or to conform to something and have zero doubts about it that is one of the most unhealthy unattractive things you can possibly tell someone it's the easy way out you know if your kid comes home from school and asks a question just, oh, you know, well, Father father John said, believe it. So just, you know, that that's it's easy to fall into that trap, right? But you, you have to take the time, and I credit my spiritual director, uh, he's been my spiritual director for 10 years now, that anytime I had any questions like that, he would only encourage me. He'd give me direction, but he would encourage me to keep asking questions, even scary ones. You know, um, again, you know, the message of Christ is a liberating one, but it involves but those, an authentic pursuit of uh, truth and flourishing.
1: And those so, scary yeah. ones, those scary questions, uh, those are the challenging questions, and it, they're really not scary if the 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 if there's a real heart for evangelizing and a real heart for um and and i the word evangelizing is often misunderstood too it's like um it's not beating the head their heads with you know the here's the truth about why you need to go to church and that sort of thing but uh evangelizing as like you said living the authentic living the faith authentically and the 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 scariness comes in Oh, my gosh, maybe they're going to ask a question I don't know how to answer. But so what? You know, it's like, okay, um, I'm not sure how to answer that. Can I get back to you on that? Let's meet again in a week and, you know, let me get back to that. And, and I just want to encourage anybody listening to this that uh, use the tools that you've got whether it's Zoom meetings like this or if you're a catechist in your parish and maybe you're involved in RCIA or whatever, but open for discussion, open the dialogue, give people the opportunity to ask questions. And there's nothing to be afraid of, especially, especially, especially if we are living fully alive in the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus told us, he promised us, and he does not lie, that he gave us the Holy Spirit so that we, for one reason, so that we, when we are up against the judge or, you know, anybody who uh, we need to be convincing with the truth, the Holy Spirit would give us the words, you know, do we believe that or not? If we have fear, we're not believing it. Yes, it does take some getting used to, you know, just going blindly into, oh, my go- goodness, I don't know what, you know, how to answer that. Holy Spirit, do you have something? And then, And then be open to the inspiration. I mean, there's so many times when, You know, I go into a conversation feeling very inadequate and in the middle of it, I get inspired with something and I trust it. I might couch it with, well, you know, pray about this in case I'm wrong, but, and, you know, the Holy Spirit gives us insights to share. And when we know how to have that kind of a prayer life and that kind of a foundation, to our discussions with others, Um, it's, it's fun. It's not scary. It's fun because we learn at the same time because the Holy spirit enlightens us to share it with the other person or people. And we're learning at the same time. It's, it's, it's part of the fun of why I've been doing good news ministries for uh, nearly 30 years. And, and I've been involved in evangelization for, you know, well over 40
2: years. So. Right. And I I think it comes with, um, a, a bit of it has to be holistic, in the sense that you're you're not just preaching the good news of Christ when you're explicitly telling someone something theological, right? Hmm. Uh, you know, the fact is that all goodness and uh, all good acts and all good ideas are participation in Christ. You know they regardless of your background, uh, regardless of your professed religion, every good idea you ever have comes from God. There's a bit of grace in there like that. And especially in a very diverse and multicultural world and the age of uh, religious tolerance, where we have the opportunity to engage with different ideas, it is crucial that we acknowledge any form of goodness that we encounter Anyone that we meet, right? As that coming that 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 comes from God, that that's a participation in uh, the goodness of Christ, like that. Not even explicitly, you know. It's not like someone tells you a good idea and you say, "Ah, you know that that's Christian or that comes from Christ." No, but you, mentally, it, it's a very helpful and fruitful thing to be able to hear someone when they're speaking, even if they come from a different place, even if they have a different belief, and acknowledge, you know what. There's truth in that, right? There's some validity in that. And that truth and that validity comes to Christ. And I'm going to ask him to help me bring them closer and closer to him. Uh, Because by listening to other people, we're actually being drawn closer to him as well like that. So, you know, that's a a two cents of advice I I can uh, give that's helped me, I reckon.
1: Well, let me ask you this, getting back to your business, Catholics for Hire. How easy is it nowadays to find Catholics with the same passion? I mean, because, and I'm talking about young adult Catholics, but, um, like, for example, you have offered to find some, some help, the kind of help that Good News Ministries needs, uh, you you you've offered to find volunteers because you believe in what we do and you know we we're on a tight budget because we're 100% donor funded and uh how easy is it for you to find other on fire catholics who are you know digital natives you grew up with it
2: that's a good question so as it stands there's about 50 of us across the country and the way my business is structured is All of them except for me are on a freelance basis. So that basically means that there's no like full time work, nine to five style desk job commitment that anyone owes me, like that, right? The rule is you take a project, you do it, right? It's very much tailored to students and young adults. And a lot of it is word of mouth. Friends of friends who you know, find each other and say, oh, well, you're good at graphic design. Hey, you want to come help out and, uh, you know, work with Will on Catholics for Hire like that? And it's very attractive to young people because I think my generation is very fed up with traditional styles. We don't want to be chained down to a desk. You know, we, we don't like the traditional office environment like that. So that's the reason I structured it like that. So I'm discovering more and more young Catholics who are interested in that. I think, unfortunately, one of the shortcomings for uh, the church in America is we haven't been historically great at networking. I think our Protestant friends have uh, the leg up on us there, for sure. Is definitely a bit more established. But I also think that a lot of Catholics have this um, spirit of American... Um, I don't want to say individualism, but I guess independence, right? It's my Catholic company or it's my Catholic organization. We can take care of ourselves.
0: Yeah, we um, need to get uh, out of
1: it. Parochialism, you know? yeah. Uh, a, uh, I mean, you find that, I mean, I've found that What I'm, throughout my adult life, I've found that very frustrating in Catholic parishes where it's my ministry, you've got your ministry, and we don't collaborate,
2: what? That's not Christian. Yeah. No, no, it's not at all. And it's, uh, there's so much talent out there. There is so much good young Catholic talent out there. And again, that's just kind of motivated me to keep things going. This isn't just a company, but, you know, in, in, in a sense, it's uh, it's turned into a bit of an apostolate. In And, you know, we have so many... Great, young, talented Catholics. Most of them actually have a good background in theology as well. Uh, we, we've we even hired people, you know, we, we've hired non-Catholics as well, you know, as long as they profess to respect and encourage the mission of uh, the church and the organizations that we serve like that, right? So uh, we, we've hired non-Catholics, of course, and we've worked for organizations that aren't explicitly Catholic. But within the Catholics that we've got, that we've hired out, there are a good amount of them scattered throughout the country. We've got people from Catholic U, Franciscan, Notre Dame, Benedictine, on the West Coast, all over the place. So people are there. It's just kind of gathering all the scattered, you know, pockets of interest out there and trying to bring them all together into one collaborative enterprise like that right um we are going to continue to struggle if we don't come together and if we just think we can do everything by ourselves that is that that is you know catholic means universal let's let's embrace that you know (laughs) right right absolutely i love it
1: well i want to thank you so much will for for taking the time to come on to the Footsteps to Heaven podcast show and and share your vision and share your story with, with us. So I, I just want to uh, end with a prayer now. And as I always do, the prayer is also for the listeners. And so, uh, so we pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, fill us anew. Come Holy Spirit, help us to become the collaborators that you call us to be as Christians. Come Holy Spirit, give us the words to speak when we are with those who need to be evangelized. Come Holy Spirit, give us the lives, help us to realize and to live the, the teachings of the church, the teachings of Christ. Help us to be the saints that we were baptized into being because it is by the way we live our lives that others are evangelized. And words come second when they see that we are authentic. Holy Spirit, come and fill us. Holy Spirit, you have our permission to change us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. God bless you, Will, and God bless all of you who have been listening to this episode.
2: Thank you, Terry. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website at gnm.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit GNM.org today.